Hi, and welcome to Falling Star, a Star Wars D6 actual play podcast. First, a couple of announcements. We're still running our Stat My Navy contest. In a future episode, our characters will be visiting the mysterious world of Selactria and the native species, the Agatic. The Agatic are large species, nearly two meters tall and three meters long, and resemble nothing so much as the front half of a frog and the back half of a snake, with a set of two-meter-long tentacles that extend from both of their shoulders for fine manipulation. The Agatic are intelligent, likable, but by no means pacifists. They do have a military. What I'm asking for is submissions from our listeners for starship ideas. Feel free to draw, scan, or model a ship for the Agatic. A few notes. The Agatic do not have hyperdrives, so they... Their ships should not travel through hyperspace. They do have all other technology that one might find on any other Star Wars space-faring race. The Agatic ships are not so powerful as to be able to directly challenge an Imperial cruiser one-on-one, but a flight of them might be able to take out a Star Destroyer. The Agatic don't believe in anything should be multi-role. Starships don't travel in atmosphere, and atmospheric vehicles don't travel on water or land or space. Finally, the Agatic love music. You may find that thematically useful when thinking of designs. The winners will receive on-air recognition and their creations posted with credit on the Falling Star website. If you would like to email us your ideas or submissions or just have a comment or question for our cast, you're welcome to email us at swfallingstar at gmail.com or you can uh, leave us a review or comment on iTunes. And as always, you are welcome to give us a five-star rating there. We would love to have that. I, as you know, am Jesse the Game Master, and this is part two of episode one, Parahelion. In part one, the popular Imperial propaganda singer Joel Alit and her bodyguard, Sixton BXG, along with the rest of their entourage, were ambushed coming out of hyperspace on the way to Avram for their next concert. Their attacker, desperate to eliminate the singer's ship, finally rammed his small craft into the larger vessel, leaving the huge yacht adrift and systems failing. I will warn you that while this episode has been edited for actual profanity, some of the subjects may be a little more adult than some of our previous recordings. But we hope you'll still enjoy it. And now, on to part two of episode one, Parahelion. You can check. On the ship? Yeah, I'm presuming I would know. Yeah, yes, there is an astromech droid on the ship. Okay, where's it normally kept? Do I know that? I would probably be in the engineering section. Okay. Uh, pop down to the engineering section. Okay. And pop them on. All right. When you get there, the droid is missing a leg. It is awake, but if you, you'll either have to repair the leg, or it's going to. It's a like an R two unit. Doesn't run very well on on its tripod mount with one of the big legs missing. Um, it clearly, the leg is mangled badly against the wall. You could maybe have it do repairs if you were willing to hold it in place or wedge it in place. But it's not going to be able to move around the ship very well. Yeah, well, I'll just take it to where it needs to go. Okay. And what are you doing here instead? Um, hmm. I guess I'll go walk around the ship and check to make sure if there are any other survivors. Okay. Immediately, there's the pilot in the in the cockpit. You can check on him. Mm-hmm. You can check up. Excuse me. There are any number of places. That, I mean, the ship's got 30 people. There's 
you know them all by name, right? You can go. Are you searching for individual people, or are you or are you just gonna go room by room? There's a person here, person there. Room by room, see if there's anybody who else who's still alive who needs medical attention. I'll grab a first aid kit of okay, some so kind. You're gonna go down to the infirmary and grab the first aid mm -hmm. kit. Okay. Um, as you get to the first aid, uh, the infirmary, the medical droid. Uh, Tries to kill you. No. B the medical droid BMQES. Uh, you guys can come up with your own nickname for that. <laughs> uh, rises up out of sort of a shell that he plugs himself into. Mm -hmm. That's BMQ-ES. And it is a light blue color. He's got what looks like a mask over his face. Uh, her face. She has a very effeminate voice. But she detaches from the wall and... Come with me. We're going to go look for survivors. Well, uh, this model droid is actually tethered to the wall. Oh. Uh, she has a, about a five-meter tether. Okay. Uh, she can detach from it, but it re re decreases her abilities. Not, not a huge amount, but it does decrease her abilities. She's really designed to sit in the rumor. Okay. Um, I guess... Then, stay. Is there a kit that I can take with me um, to look for other survivors of the crash? To um... yeah, yes, there is. Mm -hmm. There's several first aid kits that you can bring with you. Some of my best. So if I find anyone, um, I'll bring them back here for you to work on. Okay, so you can set about doing that. And what do you? The astromech droid, uh, we'll call him, we'll call him R2C6. And R2C6, uh, you can... Go boy! Fix the hype, uh, fix the life support! Okay, so you're going to, uh, drag him over to the life support section? Well, wherever he wants to go, I'm gonna drag him. Okay. He's not real great at communicating that. I know. All he can try to do is indicate a direction and then try to shift direction when I take him the wrong way. So he whistles angrily a couple of times at you as you... As you... And, you know, go to the wrong place. And you know the ship well enough that you can sort of get an idea where you're supposed to go, but he's having a hard time communicating. Okay, I need to be six inches to the right, and... To plug into that slot over there, but he starts to work uh, immediately. You know, rerouting power and reconnecting wires. There is an impressive amount of damage. <laughs> In the meantime, Joel, you managed to uh, carry, drag. Um, In the course of one of your trips, you met the droid manages to get a word in edgewise and does just. Excuse me, miss. There is a repulsive left gurney, if you would like to use that. There is evidence that you could strain your back in the course of carrying some of the heavier members of the crew. <laughs> Might I suggest that you use the repulsive gurney? Thank you. I, I can do that. Where's the repulsive gurney? It, the droid, you know, flicks it out, and there's it's basically just a, a table that floats that you can roll people onto. It's got a little 
not exactly a ramp, but it's designed to move people smoothly on that are possibly injured or have a wrenched back or something like that. Great. Now, I've, now we've got a nickname for the droid, the bitch droid. <laughs> <laughs> How about Queen? She's got a Q in there. Yeah. <laughs> B-N-Q-E-S. <laughs> okay, so you set about triaging and, and or at least bringing people to... Um, the infirmary, but it's very clear that the infirmary is not intended to handle this many injured people. There, you, can, you know, there's two tables in the infirmary, I think, and then... Where is the infirmary? I don't uh, think it's on there. I think it's below decks. It might be in the lower deck. I was going to say, because I didn't see infirmary when I looked. I think it might be on the lower deck. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's got to be. Okay. It, it, this is all, Most of the lower level is, is empty space, but there is a couple rooms down there. Well, you know, if there's empty space, then we just... Okay, well, before long, the air processors kick back in. Uh, and in the course of triage, it turns out there are several dead crew members, but there are several who are in a coma, uh, some of it medically induced, some of it not. Um, the back to the one back... Excuse me, the one back to tank is full now. They put a... And everyone else is kind of in a holding pattern as the droid tends to the most critical cases. Um, no one's coming, returning to duty anytime in the near future. However, in the course of the, you know, looking around the ship, you do discover that, um, you do discover that, um, uh, ZFX is working. And ZFX, he moves kind of like an ape, or like a, uh, a gorilla. So he walks on all fun, kind of knuckles and all fours. So it's like a cross between a praying mantis and a gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen if a praying mantis and a gorilla had sex? Yeah, we're yes. With a droid. <laughs> a droid. <laughs> I, I'm not sure the droids are into three ways. Praying mantises <laughs> might be, you know, they're kinky that way, but... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Nope, not going there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the praying mantis eats the droid after having sex with the gorilla. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay, I didn't have to go there. <laughs> anyway, FXs. So, how is the very helpful droid that does special effects for the show helpful in in the? Not necessarily directly <laughs> helpful, but he's functional. He's, That's good. He, he, hey, effects. Will you go um, help the R three whatever R two C R two C Yeah, move him around. R2C6. Go prop him up wherever he needs to go. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll go do that. Can you go he's, be a tripod? <laughs> You've come to realize that ZFX is a little bit... Whoever programmed ZFX has maybe a bit of a sense of humor because he's a little bit snarky. He, he's never less than helpful, but he is, you get the sense he's not really taking anything seriously. <laughs> or maybe just not taking you guys seriously. It's a little hard to tell. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, some asteroids. Oh, well, I would at least buy it. 
Because this is his fault? Man, did he... Your insurance premiums are going to go through the roof, too. It was a trap. Ish. Maybe. Don't ask. Hmm. <laughs> Y'all going to die, or are we going to be okay? I mean, I'll probably be okay, but... Go help the R2. Okay. R3. Right. Fix the ship. Then we'll be okay. And you'll be okay too. Right. Okay. So he plump, he heads out. So he goes and assists um, the R2 unit. And he can, that frees you up. Um, it's now been about. Time you gathered everyone up, it's probably been now an hour. Time you got the ship, the R2 unit working, and you repaired the, the oxygen on the ship, and it's been about an hour, so you guys are now officially overdue. Okay. Um, is there any communications capabilities? Yeah, are the sensors working? The sensors were sporadic when she did the, when Joel did the assessment. The communication was functional. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell uh, R2C6 to go ahead and work on uh, sensors next. Okay. After life support. Okay. And then I'm going to try to work the sensors. <laughs> okay. Uh, it doesn't take the R2 unit long to fix the sensors on the ship, so that's that's well within his abilities. Good. Okay, so you guys have a. Uh, the sensors come back online. You guys can make some. You can make some sensor rolls if you'd like. Yeah, um, I want to see where we are in relationship to the asteroids. Okay. And where we are in relationship to. Uh, have we stopped spinning, by the way? No, not really. Okay. We don't have propulsion. We have life support. And we now have sensors. And communication, and backup hyperdrive, but no sublight engines. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing um, to set us to rights. Yeah. Um, I want to look and see, you know, where the asteroids are in relationship to us, where we are in relationship to where we impacted the other ship. Okay. Uh, my goal here is to try and get back to um, where the ship impacted us and try and gather up as enough pieces as I can using the cargo tractor beam. Okay, so you want to try and piece back together the ship that... Um, well, get as many pieces as I can and bring them into a cargo bay. Okay. Probably one of the lower ones. All right. And while he's doing that, let's see your goal. Um, I guess I'll help out with trying to... I think I think the medical droid will have more than her hands full. Um, so maybe trying to make sure that anybody with minor wounds like just gets those kind of repaired... Or gets like bandages and things like that, and then maybe some food um, if people need it. The galley's way up. Pretty much anyone, everyone's unconscious in some form or another. Oh, okay. There's no, or just in so much pain that the only thing to do for them is dope them up so they are unconscious. Okay. Um, You got people with you know severe hemorrhages that you've managed to stop the hemorrhaging, but the pain, but. The pain's really... The pain's excruciating. No one's coherent, or no one... Certainly no one's thinking about eating. Okay. You uh, can determine that um, 
there are some small fragments of the of the, the ship that are you can gather some of them most of them you know exploded and you don't have enough control of the ship to gather anything you've drifted maybe uh, several hundred kilometers in space but it's not that big a difference but the tractor beam doesn't have long enough range to get most of the pieces you most you're getting are some incidental fragments here and there, maybe a scrap of hull, not much bigger than yeah. a couple of fists together. When a ship collides with another, it's pretty spectacular. Should, should I try to communicate with Avron? You can certainly try that. I guess try to contact the governor and let them know that part. Okay. So you head to the bridge and use the communications array? Yeah. And uh, I'm assuming you're just using the normal ship-to-ship communication. So the status we are now is... Um, We're spinning. <laughs> life support, yay. <laughs> Communications, yay. Sensors, yay. Uh, Back frag- hyperdrive. And um, little tiny pieces of the ship, yay. Uh, three-legged droid being carried by an ape droid. And a bitchy medical droid. <laughs> and a full back to tank. And a partridge in a pear tree. Yep. Hey, don't. When you're in desperate situations, don't, don't uh, overlook the usefulness of a partridge in a pear tree. We may need those pears. And partridges. Or they were big. You know what five golden rings are good for? The mafia version of the 12 days of Christmas. On the fifth day of Christmas, my godfather, he gave to me. (laughs) Yeah. So once we've got that under control, um, I I go kick R2C6 and say, get the engines online, boy. Okay. Um... It becomes fairly evident, and Arfex does a little bit of translating. It at least speak, it can speak both binary and, uh, I'm sorry, ZFX um, speaks um, both binary and basic. So he is able to communicate back to you that the sublight engines will take several hours at best to uh, become even partially operational, and you are going to try and get contact. Uh, Avram? Mm-hmm. Okay. Avram Space Port Control. Who is this speaking? This is Joel Elliott from the space spaceship uh, Devarshan. Uh, we have been um, damaged and we're supposed to be in port um, but instead we are floating in space. The Joel Elite? Yes, the Joel Elite. Supposed to be there to perform tomorrow night in Supa Dome. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, what, wow, uh, what's your position, uh, Ms. Elite? We do not have enough operating um, sensors at this point to be clear on what our position is. We came out of hyperspace um, into 
some sort of weird trap with asteroids causing a major problem with the hyperdrive. And we just got life support back up and running. Um, we don't have a good handle on what our location is. We're trying to figure that out now. Okay, well, I'm calling up your... I'm calling up the details of your flight plan. I can have some rescue vessels search along that vector of your expected hyperspace route. Did you vary any from your projected route? Um, after we came out of hyperspace, we um, encountered a vessel that fired upon us, um, and we ended up spinning away from it, so... We're somewhere near where we came out of hyperspace. Copy that. We will dispatch several system patrol craft your direction. I believe there's an Imperial Star Destroyer headed in the system, but they won't be here for another day or two. Do you have any more information that would be useful to us as far as locating your vessel? Is there any way to pick up the asteroids that were... um created by the people who tried to trap us here? That's a pretty big operation. What what exactly are we talking about here? Oh, I don't know. They dragged asteroids into our field so that the hyperdrive would go kablooey while we were trying to come out of hyperspace. The best that we can figure out. That's quite a, uh, a setup, then. I think there's a... Let me check the records. Yeah, there's an Imperial Lancer frigate not very far from your projected exit port. I can dispatch them. They don't have any rescue craft on board. It'll take a couple of other rescue vessels uh, a little bit longer to get there. Are you in any immediate danger? We are not in immediate danger. The vessel that was firing upon us, um, we fired back at, and um, it crashed into us and was destroyed. Copy that. But we have, um, other than myself and one other, other than myself and my bodyguard, there are no other crew members who are... um, up and walking around, everybody else is either dead or so severely injured they're in the infirmary. Okay, will you activate your emergency distress beacon located under the pilot station? Let's see here, I show you that you are a uh, Soros Sub Luxury 5000 yacht, is that accurate? Yes, that's accurate. Yeah, that the switch is a knee button that's designed to be hit by the pilot's knee. Uh, if you sit in the pilot's chair and activate it with your, be your right knee, you should be able to uh, turn on the emergency transponder, and we should be able to track down your position. Okay, I tend to do that. All right, yeah, we we're receiving that loud and clear now. Um, leave this channel open and. Hopefully the rescue ships will be there within the next 15, 20 minutes. And do you have injured? Yes, we have 
20 injured? 30 injured? On board? Okay, I'm dispatching a, a medical cruiser. They were on patrol on the far side of the system, but they can get there with a couple of micro jumps. So you just sit tight and keep this channel open. Let us know if you have if any more attackers come your way. This is Avram Control. We'll leave this channel open. Thank you, Avram Control. I go toddle off to find. Sorry, no, wait, Sixton. Sixton. Sixton, to let him know that Avram is sending some assistance. Where have you been? On the comm, talking with Avram. They're sending um, a medical man thing, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> He calls it a cruiser. It's probably not a cruiser. It's probably a much smaller vessel, but it's not like a, a warship cruiser, but like a... They're sending a medical ship and some other rescue to our location. I activated the emergency beacon, and they located us. You know what you did wrong, don't you? No. You left my side. You didn't stay where you were put. Well, last time I checked, you left my side to go find the mechanical droid when I thought it was more important that we check on our personnel. Priorities first. Life support. We had breathing mechanisms we could breathe with. I had to get droids to fix the place. Droids. Well, help is on the way. The cavalry should be here shortly. Did you... What did you find? Uh, did you find some pieces of that ugly that... Tried to get us? Yeah. I put him in the cargo bay. But uh, there wasn't much left. Hit us pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, how long do you think it's going to be till they get here? Said 15, 20 minutes. Mm. Although, we're still spinning. How are they going to stop that? <laughs> hmm. Tractor beam. Oh. Do you think I should have told them they needed to send something with a big enough tractor beam to stop us from spinning? They'll get it eventually. <laughs> okay. Do I have any access to any, like, electronic countermeasures type of gear? Um, specifically, what I'm looking for is a some type of scanner that would pick up uh, masked radio emissions or masked sensor emissions. Wouldn't be anything that you normally have. Hmm. But does the ship have something like that? Well, that sort of equipment wouldn't be in the standard suite. I mean, it might be something you could purchase somewhere down the line, but it's not. It wouldn't be anything. It would either be something you'd have to jury rig, or but that sort of that's pretty high level uh, security stuff. Jury rigging, not my specialty. Um. But, yeah. Um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to uh, kind of start looking over the ship, um, both with the external cameras and, you know, visually and uh, kind of with sensors as well. And I'm looking for um, some sort of beacon or something anomalous, okay. like attached to us. Okay. Or either that or present within the cargo. Okay. 
Where are you going to start your search? Uh, let's start on the exterior. Okay. Uh, you don't have... Um, I mean, there's a couple of exterior monitors. Um, that kind of search is really either better suited either by an external droid, like you need a droid to go around, fly around the ship, or wait till you land, or get in a spacesuit to do it. So those would be your options for really searching the exterior of the ship. Okay, what about the interior? The interior, you can go room by room. Yeah, but that would be just a visual search. <clears throat> I'm looking to more use the sensors. So you want to do an internal scan of the ship. Do you want to use the ship's sensors on the ship itself? Yeah. Okay. Um, That's kind of what I was intimating on the okay. outside as All well. Right. Um, well, this, the sensors are designed to search outside the ship, so searching the exterior, the immediate exterior of the ship, um, but they would have a hard time distinguishing between the ship itself. I mean, it's designed to filter out um, the ship itself and kind of ignore the ship because otherwise it interferes with all the other... But you can look for, for anomalies in... Well, that's good that if it's going to ignore the ship, because then anything anomalous should poke out pretty quickly. Okay. You go ahead and make a sensors roll. Okay. What about security, or is it sensors? Security is more like disabling mm-hmm. security systems when picking locks, actually, is oddly mixed in there. <laughs> Five. Uh, you actually get to use the ships. You're doing a focus, so you actually get to have the 3D of the ship's sensor focus as All right. well. So I take some extra time as well. Okay, so one extra die. Twenty-one. Okay. Your scan of the exterior of the ship does not turn up anything immediate. There's no. There's so much damage on the hull that any sort of, you know anomalous shapes attached to the hull or anything like that, the sensors just can't figure out. It's a mishmash. You'd have to, you know, if someone attached a a broadcasting pod or something underneath it, you'd never know. Because the hull's rent in places, it's sticking up and bent and bubbled up. So it's just, there's so much mishmash you wouldn't be able to, you really can't tell even with what you've... We never had this problem during the Clone Wars. We had the best equipment. Well, the, the ship was as a good ship. It's just it got the hell torn out of it. Back in the Clone Wars, wouldn't have mattered. Would have stood up to anything. Six ten. I'm gonna go back up to the bridge in case they need to talk to us. From I'm probably on the bridge. Yeah, okay. he's using the. You center. are okay. I'm just hanging out here. You hang out at the bridge. You know. Go compose a song about how hard it was. Develop <laughs> an attitude with me. Um, is there is there any documentation of what? This is gonna sound bizarre, but I'm taking like the idea that we often have footage of the things that are going on, like a street corner camera, that kind of thing. Do we have any? pictures, like, does the ship ever, like, take pictures of what it's encountering? So do we have any video of what that ship looked like? You would have a sensor record of it, yes. A sensor record. I want to make sure we take that with us. Are we assuming that they're going to tow the ship in? 
Uh, you don't. Really, they didn't really give you a clue as to what, how they're planning on processing. I know how they're planning on proceeding. Hmm. Presumably, this, any rescue attempt is going to involve um, uh, saving more than the just ship a, there. Yeah, they're just gonna, not going to just leave the ship drifting in space. But whether they're going to tow you or take you aboard something, we're really privy to. And it sounded like the, the uh, Avram control guy didn't give you and doesn't know exactly what ships were going to arrive on site. It's a kind of confusing situation and essentially a crisis. He's kind of back together the nine one one operator. He doesn't necessarily know who all is responding immediately. Well, other than searching for uh, anything anomalous, uh, that's going to occupy my time. Okay. I'm going to go down and pack a bag full of stuff to okay. make sure that I have all my toiletries and okay. everything in case they make me do but my Your current outfit is, is bloodstained. You, you, some of your buddies and friends on the ship were bleeding, um, and there's blood of several different species on your current clothing. So Maybe you... I'll go down and change and pack a bag to take in case they... Okay. So you guys don't have, uh, are you packing anything? I mean, you, you don't, they aren't necessarily going to leave you on a... Of course I'm packing. Okay, anything? Are you wearing your armor? I guess it's a, not wearing your armor. Okay. But you are just carrying two, your two hip blasters. Yep. Okay. And I'm guessing you're changing into, what is, what is, what is standard ship warrior? What kind of outfit are you actually wearing? Uh, just, uh, basically like a one-piece fatigue. Okay. Um, I want to look like I blend in to most of the crew. Okay. You know, there's no need to be real formal. There's no need for me to wear, excuse me, flashy clothing while we're on the ship. Right. And Joel, what is Joel wearing? She's a fashionista, kind of. Okay. So does she have, like, colors that she likes to wear? Is she modest, dressed modestly, or? Um, she's not incredibly provocatively dressed, but, I mean, especially while she's on the ship, um, I mean, she can never be over the top. She kind of has to be a little bit on the modest side, because that's sort of the deal with the Empire, but, um, but she's always very fashionably dressed. A little bit sexy, but not over the top. Okay. And does she have colors that she favors? Uh, let's say purple. Purple. Okay. That'll go well with the red hair. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys managed to shower and clean, and at least Joel manages to shower and clean up a bit and get the blood off. They're, you know, one of those one of those alien uh, bloods is kind of caustic, and you may have ruined one of your you know, one of your outfits, but that's okay. You were just hanging out at the ship anyways. And uh, but time you go finish going over the ship, at least the exterior, you um, several other rescue vessels have showed up, uh, including a bulk cruiser that you were not expecting. It's a large uh, gray hulled sort of a blocky front end with the a whole bunch of it look almost looks like exposed decking out front, and then it's got sort of an armored 
forward hull, and then it extends backwards to another, like the drive section back here. So it sort of comes down and then extends up the, the forward section with sort of these, not exactly struts, but it, it's just sort of rough. Um, scaffolding? Not scaffolding. It's uh, like deck two may stick out here, and deck one may, or deck three may be here, and deck two, or deck four may be here. So it's just, there's no armor plating on front of it. I can visualize it. Okay. Um, but, uh, ping, shield. Okay. <laughs> You're going to turn the shield back on or turn them off? Turn them on. Okay. <laughs> well, they, uh, the various support vessels swarm around. Um, they fairly quickly lock you in a tractor beam, stop the ship from spinning. Because it was starting to get a little bit nauseating watching a star field going, uh, flipping all around, and they managed to, um, you know, arrest your motion. And various support vessels come in, and they seem to be inspecting the ship, looking for. There's um, a crew comes over in spacesuits, and they examining the outside of the ship. Um, they manage to, they, uh, and then they bring your ship into a port, the portside docking bay of the bulk cruiser. Um, there's not quite enough room. The ship sort of half it sits, it, it, the bay is wide enough, but maybe not quite long enough to fit the large prow of the ship. Um, but it's enough that you, they can seal off an airlock and the magnetic shield comes down so that they can pressurize and let you guys get out of the ship. Um, various medical personnel quickly sweep into the ship, uh, start offloading your injured crew, um, and a young lieutenant. Uh, As they're coming in, is there just one airlock access? Only one airlock on that side of the ship, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm standing by the airlock, mm -hmm. um, making sure that I know everybody who's being taken off. Okay. So that there's nobody that got snuck on okay. and it's accidentally... So you're doing like a head count in, 15 in, 15 out? Well, that and I'm making sure that all the crew that are out are actually our crew. Okay. All right. All right. You can give me a perception check on that. Fifteen. Okay. As far as you're able to recall, everyone's accounted for... The way that you would expect. I mean, there doesn't seem to be. Um, you did see one crew member sort of work their way through one of the rents in the hull, but and then he managed to came through one of the uh, holes through the ship, and then but you were able to keep track of him as he, you know, he came up through a hole in the uh, docking bay, um, made his way through the ship, but you saw an exit too. So everyone's accounted for, but the ship's going to need some major repairs. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'm looking for as they're exiting or entering are anything suspicious. Okay. Um, you know, big hunks of electronic gear would be the big giveaway. Well, they are bringing some repair equipment in just to get the ship... I'm more concerned about things going out with uh, people. Okay. All right. And you see maybe I, something that doesn't belong... Yeah, I'm making sure nothing sneaks off. Okay. All right. Give me one more perception check, actually. Seven. 
Okay. No, you don't notice anything specific that's gone missing. Or, you had your foot, too. Hmm? You don't notice anything specific. And what are you doing during this time? Standing here twiddling my thumbs, because I know I'm supposed to stand next to him. Okay. <laughs> Being sort of more the petulant teenager. Okay. Now that I'm no longer... You give me a, give me a perception check, too. Crazy. It's, per, it's petulant teenager and grandpa. <laughs> About the same. One of the crew does, or one of the you know repair uh, emergency people does, bring your droid out uh, to the R two unit. Says, "Do you need a replacement droid, or you guys gonna get him fixed when you get get down to Avram, or what's the point? I don't care what happens to him. Okay, and ZFX uh, comes up while you're standing there. Well. That was exciting. I guess you guys lived. How many of the crew didn't? Shut up, Z. Okay. So, are we still going on for tomorrow night? I don't know. We'll have to talk to the governor. Well, I didn't really call these plans. We got a pretty contract for you. If you don't do it tomorrow, we'll do it the next night or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you want me to hang out with the ship, or you guys, where are you guys gonna go? You guys just sit and hang out on the bleeding vessel? Get back in your corner. I live to serve. Apes back. Where are we going? The lieutenant who was sort of supervising the emergency crew speaks up. Well, our orders are to take you back to Avram and let you and uh, lure you down via tractor on to Avram City, spaceport control. They've got repair facilities there that could probably get you up and running again. From looking at damage, though, this is a couple weeks worth of work. We stay with the ship. That's our assignment. We actually have an invite for the. For from the Imperial Governor for to spend the night at his place tomorrow night. Yeah, but that's tonight, I mean. night. <laughs> right now we're staying with the ship. Okay. Okay. Well, they finish the repair. They finish triaging the ship and uh, you know making sure you're going to hold oxygen while they <laughs> while they lower the ship. Uh, you guys can either take a shuttle down from the from the bulk cruiser or you can. Uh, ride the ship down on tractor beams. It's probably safer to take the shuttle. You never know what's really going to go wrong on, when the ship is this heavily damaged. But We'll take the shuttle. You're going to take the shuttle down? Okay. Minimize the risk. Okay. And I do what he tells me to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright. So the ship is... You know, they've, taken, they've taken as much as they can from the area... Uh, they really can't do a whole lot about the asteroids other than sort of uh, tow them out of the way. They're too, some of the asteroids are over a kilometer in size. They're just, they can give them a nudge out of the hyperspace lanes. Um, unless you're asking them to do some sort of deep dive into the asteroids themselves. Uh, if you think that you're going to find a lot out of by investigating some big rocks, you can request that. 
Or is that that isn't necessarily the rescue team's job description? And My the, mission. Okay. You, you don't care. Okay. All right. Well, you take a, a shuttle down to the two of you. The rest of your crew is going up by on medical ships, um, and it's a standard Lambda class shuttle, uh, one of the three winged, and they. Get aboard. Are you taking any of the droids with you? I don't feel the need for any droids. Um, if you are planning on performing, you will need your. You will need. VFX. VFX. VFX droid. Well, we'd also need lots of cargo from the ship. Well, remember that you. Most of the thing is, is broadcast ahead to your. The concert. You may not have all your props, but at least the concert can go off, and you can get away with like musicians. You can get away, you can get away with holographic representations of your musicians. They got you got all your music recorded, so you can get away with that. And people are paying to see Jaw. They don't necessarily care about the band. I mean, it's nice, but you can still do the performance with just the three with just. Joel and the uh, the droid. I know you don't like him, but we've got to take ZFX with us. We can get him later. You're going to make Fine. him stay with the ship? He should come with us to the governor's house. Come on, Z. Go back in my, in my hole. Come back with you guys. You know, there are droids that, that you, know, you tell them, enough confusing instructions, they have a little bit of mental breakdowns, and I just can't be responsible for what happens if you guys give me a mental breakdown. Just saying. Memory wipe. <laughs> you need me, don't give me that. <laughs> and he just kind of blows off your attempt to intimidate him. So he, uh, he, but he does pack himself along, and you guys head down to the spaceport. You guys have a little bit of time before you are supposed to be at the governor's. Who planned on, you know, filling that time with repairing, with restocking the ship and unpacking the ship. You don't really have to, <laughs> have to worry about that right now. Um, so you have a little bit of time before you, you're supposed to be at the governor's. I'm assuming you're still planning to keep that appointment. Avaram is a terrestrial planet. Uh, it's a green and blue world, not unearth-like. It is uh, a very climate. It is considerably more urban than most planets. Uh, it's heavily populated, but it is not coruscant. It's not an entire city, um, but it is most definitely a um, modern imperial world. I want to go shopping. And uh, the architecture here favors a crystalline... Like, the buildings are not made of crystal, but the architects clearly favor crystals when they're designing buildings, so everything, all the buildings are shaped like shards of things. Um, some of them are, you know, look like they're natural crystals. Other ones are very almost diamond-shaped kind of thing, but it's all... They tend to favor... That's for motif. There, every now and again, you find an odd designer who 
maybe not a brick building, but, but something that doesn't follow the design motif. They tend to be Imperials. Um, they tend to be Imperial themed buildings, like a, the, you know, local military recruitment office. Like Imperial Navy recruitment office might be just a gray building, gray, but that doesn't fit the crystal motif. But those tend to be um, stock buildings. The Empire just builds them on every <laughs> on every planet, and they don't put a lot of work into designing it's big box Imperial. <laughs> yes, the Walmart brand of Imperial. So, what is you? What do you guys? Have? You do have some plans. What is? Or you do have some time to kill, or you could just go up and show up early. I want to go shopping. Very well. You got your purse. Okay, let's go. I want to find some new purple boots. Okay. Uh, how are you going to go about this? Are you looking for... Um... Well, she's the brains of the operation, obviously. <laughs> are you looking for a... Um, like... Shopping mall? I'm assuming you're looking for some sort of boutique. Some sort of... Mm-hmm. Okay, give me a culture roll. Ten. Okay. Well, there are a number of different stores that one could go to, um, specifically for high-end boots. Probably the best thing to do is uh, look at what people are wearing and uh, just see what people are trying for. Like... Because you can see people wearing knockoffs of Uggs, then maybe Uggs away. <laughs> that kind of that kind of logic. So you see what people are aiming for, and then maybe you can hit high end, but it's not going to be cutting edge fashion. It'll be, you know, a season behind. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. So you can go. You can find your way to an, any number of boutiques. There is an upscale section of the capital city. You can where that kind of store is. Um, Let's go. Okay. You can take a cab, um, a little low class. You could probably hire a a limo service, but they hadn't really planned on you doing that. Is there any special security arrangements you want to insist on for this? I'm waiting to see what her lead is, and then depending on what what decision she makes, I'll make the appropriate plans. I want to go to that part of the city where all the shops are. Okay. Okay. Can we just hop in a cab? Can we go? Can we go? Yeah. Okay. No predetermined. Very anonymous. I like it. Okay. Uh, you can... I'm not going to make you make any sort of roll or anything. And uh, You do... Uh, find your way to essentially the equivalent of a strip of a not a strip mall, but like an actual mall mall. But this is a but this is a hovering building. This is a building that is on repulsive lift. So, it, and uh, you notice several others buildings like this. It looks like that in order to save space uh, on the ground, they have started build, erecting some buildings in the air that operate on repulsors. So you actually have to fly up to this building. To this mall. Where we followed. Give me a perception check. Search? Sneak? You can use Investi- search. Investigation? You can use uh, search. 
Okay. There we go. That's a better roll. 17. Right, I should have asked before, are you taking your armor with you? No. Okay. Um, at this time, we really haven't fleshed out what equipment I have. Okay. Other than we know I have my muster-out armor, but it probably doesn't fit real well because I'm now a fat, older guy. I'm assuming that over the time you've managed to adjust the straps well enough that it fits fine. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> um, but I'm not... Sh- and then I know I've got blaster carbine that comes with me, but it's not necessarily on my person at all times. Okay. It's the dual pistols that are on me at all times. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure what an appropriate level of armor is, whether it's like a blast jacket or... You're a professional bodyguard, which, um, as long as you're not trying to go incognito, um... You can get away with it. You've got about you've got a license for it. You're guarding someone who's highly placed in the army. You can get whatever permits are required to carry that sort of equipment. Um, so that much is okay. Um, most places in the empire, um, most civilized worlds, um, and the un- certainly the uncivilized worlds, uh, have an open carry policy. You are well well within your rights to carry. A firearm. There are some places, obviously, they don't allow them, but um, carrying weapons openly is kind of just accepted in most places. Um, so, well, my question is, I don't know. Jason doesn't know uh-huh. what the armor types are. I'm asking you, what should I be wearing? The, um, what should you be wearing? Um, you can get away with your full. I mean, most people don't like to wear the helmet full time, right? Um, just because it's like being inside a fishbowl. Um, but you can, you probably the clones were raised in their armor. I mean, they were trained from day one to to wear armor almost, and um, it's they're intimately familiar with it. They're probably most comfortable in it. They probably. Very comfortable sleeping in it if they want to. Um, okay. So well, I'll just go ahead and wear the armor. Okay. Uh, I mean, they're bred, they were bred to be soldiers, and... Yeah, I've got the armor on, and I've got a purple poncho. Okay, so you know, poncho over the armor. What, did you pick out the poncho for him? Yes, I picked out the poncho! <laughs> All right. All right, you... Uh, Get to these, you fly up to this mall. It is a, a another one of these shard shaped buildings. This one's kind of a diamond, like it was a chip out of like, a, not diamond shaped, but more like a, a very, very acute pyramid with the point facing down. And there are various levels you can dock at and go to various stores. Okay. And you can, you're welcome to, to explore. Uh, the mall, but very quickly, it uh, you don't get very far um, walking in the mall, and someone points out probably probably someone young, maybe someone in her teens. Oh my God, it's Charlie! And um, as with most things, you're very quickly swarmed by a lot of people. There are a uh, number of people start, uh, you know, handing data pads for autographs already. 
um, you know, people wanting you to sign everything from their skin to their, um, you know, the clothing they just purchased or some, you know, one of the local music stores has, are, is, uh, like, you can see the clerks quickly running into the back and pulling out every copy they have of a Joel, of Joel Elite music and they're putting it out front and center and directing people to go, to go get it signed, um. This is sort of a security nightmare uh, from one point of view, but because it's, but you can probably be guaranteed you're not, you know, there's not a direct threat. It's just lots of people. They all want to touch the star. They all want to. Well, I know the crazy guys trying to you know paw at the star or something like well, that. Well, I know what to look for, and I know, and I have my stun baton handy. Okay. All right. Uh, how are you reacting to all this attention? I'm used to it, so. Same thing. I'm used to it. Okay. All right. Smiling and signing things, and um, you know, there's, there's people of all species, all ages, mostly you know teens to to young adults. But there there are some older people. You know, sign this for my kid, and it's something clearly not intended for their child. <laughs> What's your kid's name? Uh, Kale. Okay. Two kale. Cool. I have to give a cave name. That's After about ten minutes of this, I kind of like it's six minutes. How are we supposed to be at the governor's? You have maybe two hours still to go. Well, you have plenty of time. We do maybe like ten more minutes of this, and then have some reason to go somewhere. Voice petard, sure. Okay. What? <laughs> sign, sign. <laughs> Someone asks you to sign your child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sign your child, ma'am. <laughs> Another. There's a Wookiee that comes in with, and seems to have hurriedly bought a. Um, like a razor, like a, a a laser razor, and wants you to, to sign your their name in their fur. <laughs> okay, folks. I'll do some more autographs after my show tomorrow night. I'm getting really tired. I know you all are wonderful fans. I am really pleased to be here on Avram, and I hope to see you all at my show tomorrow night. Okay, so you guys are get, just getting back in the speeder and, and heading out. Is that correct? Well, I'm backing people off with a stun baton <laughs> by standing in front of her and kind of like... You're not actually hitting anyone, though. No, 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 no. Okay. The, the crowd... The crowd uh, they, they do back off and... Um, <clears throat> you know, they move away. So you are... They're respectful. I mean, they're not... Rabbit. They're not yeah, they're not trying to molest the star so much. Just they all wanted your attention. You guys can make it back to the speeder, and I'm assuming you're headed to the governor's mansion. Yeah, so much for shopping. Anybody following us? And we'll go ahead and end there. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing, and until next week. Thank you, and may the Force be with you.